What's up, everybody? Kenobi TV Talk, part four. That's right, we got another mini here. I figured I'd do one today, the day before the next episode, and I'll do one tomorrow, the day the episode comes out. Why is it a mess? Because, y'all, it's, it's TV Talk. It's always been a mess. That's just how we do things. Anyway, point is, here we go. We're talking about part four, and in this episode, we have got Kenobi going on the offensive the attack of the kenobis if you will uh, not really uh we get a chance to see what appears to be kind of a um you know at first i thought like it was a rebel cell but i think maybe a precursor to what may become a rebel cell or something of that nature they clearly are you know part of the path they're helping to get all of these kind of younglings who are kind of coming to terms or, or you know their powers are starting to manifest it's becoming clear that jedi they're trying to get them to safety get them some new identities and get them get them out and about and you know one of the things that i think is really interesting here is they talk about like kids who are making rocks float and we kind of juxtapose that with a kenobi who can barely move a mouse droid right now we see that he does still have the force but he's cut himself off from it so significantly that things that used to be second nature are really difficult for him um mostly probably for mental reasons more than anything else but that nature of like cutting yourself off from the force is something that we've seen explored before from Jedi during this era, and I love that we're seeing it specifically through Kenobi. In this episode, we get a chance to visit a Hotel Inquisitorius, where you don't want to stay too long because they'll torture or kill you. Uh, and this we actually get, sorry. I don't know why I thought that was really funny, but it is. Uh, anyway, we get a chance to see that Leia has, in fact, been taken to their headquarters. I want to talk a little bit about Reva, because there's been a lot of speculation about this character in terms of who she is and kind of what her backstory is. A lot of folks immediately associated her with the youngling, one of the younglings that we saw at the beginning of the series. As you kind of cast your mind back to episode one, we see a bunch of younglings uh, that are trying to escape from the clones that are uh, assaulting the Jedi Temple, and they're kind of left on their own. They have Jedi defending them, then the Jedi fall, and then they're like, what do we do? Well, we run. And perhaps not only are we seeing her, but perhaps we're actually seeing a couple of children that would go on to become uh, some of these Inquisitors. You know, when the Inquisitors first showed up, there was kind of a little bit of head-scratching going on because it's like, okay, well, you know, we got... You know, we got the Emperor and we got Vader, but who are these other Dark Jedi? Where would they have come from? And it only makes sense that it would have been from children, from specifically those that either survived the Purge or from children that were actually captured prior to even becoming Jedi. You know, in the Clone Wars animated series, we got a chance to see that Palpatine had in the works to set up some kind of Inquisitorium uh, very, very early on. Before we even saw the first Inquisitor in canon, we saw Palpatine trying to kidnap Jedi children. These were children that were not necessarily even discovered by the Jedi Order, but the Jedi Order had a holocron that was used to, just, you know, I guess, test or, or kind of list potential Jedi. And so Palpatine had hired, I want to say Cad Bane to get this holocron and then eventually to go and kidnap these children, which uh, would have been the early, or at least theoretically, the early Inquisitors. But we haven't really gotten a chance to see an origin story for them. So I'm wondering if by the end of this series, we will start to see that play out. I was kind of, I don't know, I, I wasn't like rocking with that theory about Reba. Uh, early on, but I have to admit her interrogation of Leia did start to kind of showcase some things about her, you know, like, oh, the people were hunting left you to die. Um, hmm, Reva, that seems kind of personal to you. Did you get left to die? <laughs> is that is that what's going on here? I had a uh, I had a droid once, but it was taken from me. Kind of the way the Jedi Order takes away possessions from its uh, its recruits and members. I'm starting to actually see it. So I was a little bit, you know, slow to that theory. But I'm here for it now, and, and I can kind of see it playing out. And if it's also kind of a window in which how all of these Inquisitors came to be, 
Uh, I think that'd be great. You know, they, they're all listed by, you know, brother and sister. There's a very familiar, uh, familiar, familiar. (laughs) There's a very family family thing that's going on here, right? Like it's, it's like, there's like a dark family that was created when they uh, took in all of these children and kind of brought them up in this really kind of abusive system that relies on that family narrative, but also causes them to compete with one another. Rebel actually comes face to face with death. Like Darth Vader grabs her. We think it's about to be over. And then we find out of course that she put a tracker on the ship. I love, by the way, Darth Darth Vader comes into this series like a battering ram. Every single time he's here, it means something significant and it does not you know, take away from that menacing nature of who Darth Vader is or the power of who Darth Vader is, the more that we see him. In fact, I'm really looking forward as we ramp up more and more to the climax of this series as to what it's going to be. Like, I have no earthly idea. We know that Kenobi and Vader are both going to walk away from this. We know that's the case. We know Leia's going to walk away from this. We don't know if Reva's going to walk away from this. But like, the, you know what I mean? Like, what what is the climax here? Where Where are we actually building towards? And I guess to some extent... It's Obi-Wan finding peace with himself and Vader finding, you know, additional frustration. Maybe it's Vader actually believing that Obi-Wan is dead. Uh, Maybe they might play with kind of the Vader Kenobi, you know, quote unquote, last fight uh, before their true last fight in a similar way that we saw Vader and Ahsoka clash. And, uh, you know, with a little bit of question about what happened there and, and maybe giving Vader some sense of closure himself so that he's no longer hunting down Kenobi with a vengeance. When, when we actually see him in A New Hope, he doesn't have this extreme hatred for Kenobi, right? He doesn't have this, uh, you know, like, oh, now finally I get my revenge. It's very matter of fact. It's like, oh, Kenobi's still alive? And then he's like, you know, he's kind of taunting him. They go back and forth. And then that's kind of it. Like, it's not this in like the passion that we see in their clashing in this series, I think is so very necessary. And I don't think I even realized how necessary it was until we see it play out. But it's so very necessary to make their calm, cool demeanor when they clash at the end all the more powerful. So anyway, fantastic stuff. I'm really looking forward to seeing where it goes. Uh, what else? Um, okay, we got the the big reveal of the Jedi tombs. So this is really interesting. If you're not familiar with Rebels as a series, the Inquisitors were actually using the corpses of Jedi to kind of create these um, fake radio signals in the Force is probably the best way to call it. It's almost like they were trying to like, like uh, uh, in, a, in a kind of form of like Sith necromancy, kind of calling forth the spirit of that Jedi and manipulating it to call other Jedi into traps. We saw this actually done in an episode of Rebels, and the tomb, kind of the, uh, I guess, you know, amber kind of encased tomb that we saw in uh, that series, we see carried on here with tons of Jedi, tons of Jedi. One of them wasn't a Jedi, or was actually, or appears to be a Jedi from the Clone Wars, one of the weirdest looking Jedi from the Clone Wars, probably my least favorite Jedi design. Uh, They actually... Uh, bring him here. And I got to tell you, it looks way better in live action than it did in animated form, which you can't say that about a lot of Clone Wars characters, but I will say that about this guy. Uh, we get a, a kind of a, a close up of a couple of Jedi, uh, one with like a cool, like, you know, Wolverine Weapon X headband thing on his face uh, to Lady Jedi, one who has a really awesome headband, kind of like Rambo. And then uh, and then a little little boy. Oh, and also we got a chance to see that there was a I don't know. 
what he was. He looked like a like a Viking Jedi. I'm kind of curious about what's going on there. But who cares? The little boy. That's what we got to talk about. Because I'm thinking that it's very possible this little boy may also be connected to Reva's past as well. And I'm hoping that we get kind of a big resolution there. You know, the, the idea of kind of teasing this out is interesting. Let me also throw one other potential concept to you guys as a, as a theory here right at the end. You know, as I mentioned, the Inquisitors have used these bodies to reanimate the, I guess, some sort of manifestation. It's probably not the Force Ghost of these, you know, people. It's probably not their actual spirit, but they are manifesting some sort of, like, thing in some sort of Sith necromancy as it relates to the body of the, the fallen Jedi. So I'm going to throw this out here. What if we're going to see at some point in this series, the inquisitors raising up some sort of like ghost Jedi army to go against Obi-Wan. I know that's highly high concept. So I could be very, very wrong on that, but I'm just, I'm throwing that out there. I've always loved the idea of like a Jedi council like a a force ghost council of sorts and this would be such a twisted idea like a twisted way to to take that concept and turn it into something really quite scary um and and terrifying and also kind of give that kind of give that existential conflicts that both obi-wan and vader for that matter are going through uh something a little bit more tangible and i think that that could be kind of interesting i don't know throwing it out there we'll see what ends up happening uh this was part four tomorrow i'll be bringing you part five right after the episode comes out in the morning i uh, hope you all are enjoying the series i know i am be sure to tweet us into your thoughts use the hashtag kenobi tv talk and uh, you can also find all of our contact information at tvtalk.fm. that's going to do it for me for today but don't worry i'll be back in a flash Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.